0: Welcome to Star Wars by the MRC Tech, the mini version, where Sean will bring you bite-sized episodes to enjoy throughout the week. So sit back, relax, and welcome to the galaxy. Episode 18, everyone, and welcome to Star Wars by the MRC Tech. I'm your host, Sean, and we are happy to have you as we travel through the Unknown Regions. We're recording on the best date ever, May the 4th, 2020, and may the 4th be with you. But because we know your time is precious, we're going to be creating bite-sized portions of this podcast for you to enjoy over the course of the week normally a lengthy episode we're going to trim it down into a couple segments so you can listen while you wash the dishes take the dog for the walk or clean the cockpit star wars by mrc tech goes bite-sized for the next few weeks so sit back and enjoy the quick hitting episode here's what's coming up on our segments In segment 18.1, we'll be covering three big news stories in our hyperspace spot. What Galaxy's Edge would have been, new artwork for Lego Star Wars game, and huge directing news. We'll transition over to a quick Reading the Stars segment. We'll be reviewing Star Wars number four in the comic realm. And we'll be looking at the uh, opening pages and chapters of the Rise of Skywalker Jr. novel. In 18.2, we'll be chatting with Adam from the From a Certain Point of View podcast. Not only one episode, but two episodes. We'll be discussing episode 11 and the series finale of The Clone Wars. And it's going to be amazing. If you're new to the podcast or you need a reminder, you can support the podcast through donations using PayPal. Support the show so we can maintain equipment and bring even better content to you. Head on over to mrctechllc.com for more information. And if you like game streams like the one you might be watching now, come on out and join me as I play through a series of games on Twitch. And follow the channels, like the page, join the chat, and have fun. And that's twitch.tv backslash MRC Tech. Follow me on Instagram at the MRC Tech and on Twitter at the MRC Tech. And without further ado, let's get on in to our hyperspace spot. Ready? Punch it. As always, as we cover our news, we try to bring you as up-to-date as we can. Uh, there's always speculation. There's always rumors about. But in this hyperspace spot, in this news segment, I'm going to be covering uh, a gambit of different things happening in the galaxy far, far away. Uh, this is according to a website that I, I'm not really you know, I don't frequent it. I don't, I'm not familiar with it. This more, more or less showed up in my Google News feed. It, it, it curated for me, and I went, hmm, interesting. And it's from uh, piratesandprincesses.net, which seems to be a Disney-centric blog. Okay, I can't tell you if it's valid or not, but I like the ideas in it. So take it for what it's worth. Here is the article title. Former Disney World VP Kathleen Kennedy pushed for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge to be based on Sequel Trilogy. Here we go. So, it seems as if Disney had initially planned for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge to be based on the beloved original Star Wars trilogy until Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy made a fateful call to Bob Iger. Star Wars fans have been speculating since the Star Wars Lands announcement that Disney may have been planning the billion-dollar expansion to be based on the well-known original trilogy. And this was seemingly confirmed last year by former Disney Imagineer Jay Daniels Jenkins, who said that CEO Bob Iger asked for the concept to be switched to the Disney sequel trilogy era at the last minute. To many, including myself, it made little sense for Disney to to create an entirely new planet set in an era that has become increasingly unpopular. That's an opinion. When basing uh, it, uh, when basing it, George Lucas's original three films would have been Money in the Bank. That's an opinion. This is the approach that Universal took with Harry Potter. Well, I don't really like Harry Potter because they. Uh, I like the Harry Potter land, but they stuck it like, in a world where it's you know it's like year five and a half. So it's like, that's it. You know, it is just year five and a half. Um, Cockerell, who was vice president of Walt Disney World for nearly two decades, oversaw projects at Epcot, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Magic Kingdom. He recently made an appearance on the WDW radio podcast where he filled host Lou Mangello in on a lot of Blue Sky Disney concepts that never made it off the ground. And he also dished out... He also dished about initial plans for the Star Wars expansion. It turns out that, yes, Disney was originally designing Star Wars Galaxy to be based upon the most spaced spaceport on Tatooine, complete with Cantina, now Ooga's Cantina, and likely Docking Bay 94, now Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. This has been something fans have been speculating about for a while, given Batuu's similarity to Tatooine. Okay. Stand by. Let's think about it. For me, either would have worked. Uh, Who cares? Um, If they would have made it Tatooine, that would have been a home run. They made it kind of unknown. They made it new. Guess what? Still a home run. Uh, Does it require some reading of some stuff to understand the background of Batuu and, and all the good shops in it? Sure. But guess what? I went into Galaxy's Edge with very little knowledge of Batuu. And then I wished I knew more about it when I left, because I was reading Black Spire on the plane from L.A. to Philly, and I was like, damn, I would have loved they got the lore before I went to Galaxy's Edge, and that would have been great. It's easy to pull on the heartstrings of nostalgia. See Mandalorian episode 5, 4 or 5, I forget, where they go back to the cantina. And it's like shot for shot, the same thing in A New Hope, and it felt really good. But the episode wasn't that good, you know, from what I remember. But the nostalgia was good. Uh, the tone was good. Everything about it brought back the good feels. But you can't go to the well all the time. So uh, I like that it's new. I like that it's too. And uh, despite this article, wh- whether it's valid or not, I mean, piratesandprincesses.net, uh, I'm enjoying Batu very much. And if you haven't had a chance, listen, the rules, let's think about it. The rules on park resorts and social distancing is a whole different animal to tackle. And I'm glad that I'm not in charge of that problem. But they got to figure it out if they want to reopen the parks, right? So, what is Galaxy's Edge going to look like? It's going to look like with less people but the park ticket is most likely going to be more expensive, right? Would you pay $50 more if, you, if it meant cutting your ride time down or ride line time down by a half hour? Would you? I probably would. I think I'd shell out $250 for a ticket at Disney. It's already close to 2 What's the difference? You know, you're there to have fun, and if it means having fun with less people and being safe... I'm down for the extra 50. I'd even go up to 300 for a ticket. You know what I mean? That's just, you know, that's what it is. That's going to be the new normal. Uh, Parks are going to be more expensive to go to. And uh, this is a little speech about parks and social distancing. I don't know how we got there. Exactly. Anyways, so Batu works for me. Tatooine would have worked too. But hey, it's all good. It's all good in the hood. Next up, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. New art teases massive battles and iconic characters. And this game doesn't officially have a release date, but I'm looking forward to Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. It is an instantaneous buy for me, 100%. Give me all of the Lego Star Wars. I played the original Lego Star Wars back, 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 back in the day when I was a young, young boy. And I haven't played them in a good old while, and I hear that there's new missions. It's a completely redesigned. It is not just ported games, but it's a cool cover. Lego, Star Wars, and Skywalker Saga at the top. Gigantic in the middle is Vader. He's uh, raising his fist. Right below him, we have Return of the Jedi Luke. Below Return of the Jedi Luke, it's Rey with white gold saber. Finn and BB-8 to her left. Chewbacca and Kylo Ren to the right. To the uh, farther right is Han Solo and Princess Leia in the Battle of Hoth. Above, Millennium Falcon, TIE Fighters in the upper right-hand corner, the Death Star. Moving to our left, we have Yoda and Obi-Wan Kenobi and R2-D2 and C-3PO during the Clone Wars. There's a lot going on in this poster, but what I can tell you is that I'm damn excited for it. And I can't wait for it to come out. I'm hoping toward the end of this year. It's still on track. uh, And we'll definitely be streaming the hell out of that game. So stay tuned for that. And finally, to finish out our hyperspace spot, just breaking today on May 4th, 2020 academy award winner taika watiti who recently won best adapted screenplay for jojo rabbit and directed the widely acclaimed first season finale episode of the Mandalorian* and disney plus will direct and co-write a new star wars feature film for theatrical release joining watiti on the screenplay will be academy award nominee Christy Wilson Cairns 1917 Last Night in Soho, who received the BAFTA Award for Outstanding British Film of the Year on the three-time Oscar-winning film 1917. In addition, Emmy-nominated writer Leslie Hedlund is currently developing a new Untitled Star Wars series, which we covered already. Uh, Release dates for both Watiti and Hedlund's projects have not yet been announced. Everybody take a deep breath. We've got the director of Thor Ragnarok and Jojo Rabbit, which I have not seen Jojo Rabbit yet, but I will. Uh, We have a writer who was working on 1917, which I haven't seen yet, but won awards, something I should eventually get to see, working on a Star Wars project, a Star Wars theatrical release. Now, I've got questions. Question one. When does this happen? Question two, what is this about? Question three, is it a trilogy? Question four, why can't it be tomorrow? I've said this before. I think uh, we need a little break from the theatrical releases of Star Wars films for at least three years. Uh, When I'm 34 years old, pushing 35 Uh, We should get another new movie. And it should be 100% unrelated to what we've ever seen before. And I believe in you, Taika Waititi. And I believe in you, Christy Wilson Cairns. And I think you will be able to write a dynamic story. You will be able to handle uh, the Star Wars reigns. And you will make us proud that let's stay positive on this. Uh, I'm looking forward to to that happening and if you don't know who Taika Watiti is just look him up he is hilarious and he's super cool and uh, just really looking forward to that so that about wraps up our hyperspace spot for episode 18.1 and stay tuned now for our next segment which is reading the stars This is Reading the Stars. Reading the Stars is back in this quick and to the point segment. We are going to be covering Star Wars number four. On uh, this came out a little bit ago, and then the pandemic hit, and then comics stopped shipping. And I didn't get a chance to read this right away because I had to find a way to get the damn book in my hands. And big shout-out to Comic Collections in Feasterville, Pennsylvania. I was able to do a curbside pickup. And uh, thank you, Dave, for uh, all the things that you provide to this great community of comic book readers. <sighs> Good night, Slayer. Thank you. The Destiny Path Part 4 Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, and Lando Calrissian have returned to Cloud City. While Leia investigated the carbon freezing facility that imprisoned Han Solo, Lando found his old friend Lobot and began to pollute Cloud City's Tabanagas with his help, attracting the attention of Imperial forces. While Luke searches through Cloud City's waste for his lost lightsaber, Lando and Lobot are hunted by stormtroopers, and Leia has been captured by the Empire and frozen in carbonite. So it opens up in Cloud City. There's a lot of chatter between, uh, uh, like, a captain or the leader of the Imperials and some stormtroopers. Um, the stormtroopers are trying to infiltrate where Lando is, and. Lando's attempting to contact Luke, and Luke responds, I haven't found my lightsaber, Lando. You didn't tell me the processing room collects just about everything the city throws away. It's taking time. Uh, I'll be there as soon as I can, but the saber is the whole reason I came back here. I have to find it. Just hold tight. Uh, Luke sort of is jesting with R2. Lando and Lobot are on their own. The Lobot activates some mouse droids. They disable the Stormtroopers. It's cool. Nice, Lobot. Big bad Empire taken out by a bunch of mouse droids. Now, someone I know would make a whole metaphor out of that. Say something inspiring, but not me. Um, we then transfer to Leia and Carbonite. Uh, who do you think she is? A thief, maybe? So the Imperial Stormtroopers don't even know who they have. Or an actual rebel. I doubt we'd get that lucky anyway. It doesn't matter. All that's above our pay grade, and our job begins and ends with shipping her off-world to the nearest Imperial Security Bureau outpost. You ever seen those guys work? Pretty intense. They'll get her name. They'll get her life story. Yeah. By the time the ISB's through with her, she'll tell them every last secret she's got. Back to Luke. He's talking to the Ugnots, describing his lightsaber, the size of it. Uh it's a metal cylinder about this long, with black grips and a few switches on the side. Would have dropped down from the central wind tunnel. Yada yada yada. yada like we have no idea where it is. Because yeah, that's what I figured. This is hopeless. I guess there's something I can try. He puts out his hand, reaching for the Force. Even though the Force and I don't seem to be very friendly terms right now. And he has a vision, and this is very cool. He focuses in on the he focuses in on the Force. It's Vader that says, you cannot hide forever. Obi-Wan Kenobi says, this is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. And then a random hooded figure uh, on the seas with islands, I guess, around it. And says, Skywalker, follow your destiny. Then it's Palpatine, take your weapon. It's Yoda, your weapons. You will not need them. So we've got lots of things happening. We've got... uh, awesome stuff, and then Leia reaching out to Luke, saying, Luke! And, Le- and Luke says, Leia! It's just a very cool, cool scene. Lando and Lobot, all right, Lobot, our job's done, now we need to get the hell out of here. Freeze! Where's your authorization? And then uh, Lando trim- attempts to sweet-talk his way out of it, and the stormtroopers get pushed through the glass, and it's Luke. I did it. I used the Force. Thank you. Very obvious. I thought you weren't doing that these days. Thought you had some issues to work through. I got over it. Who's this? One of my oldest friends. Yada yada. You gotta call Lair. However, me this be good. I can think I can find a ship. Probably down on level 130 in Port Town. By the way, kid, I don't see your lightsaber Can find it. Actually, Lando, I stopped looking for it. I realized something was more important. A Jedi isn't his lightsaber. A lightsaber is just a tool. Meanwhile, there are Stormtroopers falling down into the trash piles. A Jedi is someone who uses the Force to bring light to the galaxy to protect people and push back the darkness. That particular lightsaber, the one I lost, I don't need it. It was my father's, but I'm not sure how I feel about that anymore. I'm going to be a Jedi, even if I never see that lightsaber again. But an not finds it. The exact thing. Very curious. And now they go to their escape. Uh, Luke starts to sort of defreeze everybody who has been frozen in carbonate using the force. That's cool. Uh, They all escape. They uh, sort of um, face off against the stormtroopers. Stay down, every last one of you. Stay down or we will fire. So brave with a blaster in your hand. Uh, And they aren't set to stun either, so if I were you, I wouldn't. And then all of the guns fall out, get pulled from their hands into the hands of the rebels. And they fire away. And Leia says, so, anyone feel like joining the rebellion? There's your diversion, kid, I gotta say. I'm glad you and the force worked things out. So obviously he pulled the guns out of their hands, so that's cool. Yeah, me too. Right on, let's go steal some transportation. Choom choom blah blah blah. They're trying to get out. X-Wing gone. Transport gone. Uh TIE Fighter exploding. I'm fine, Lando, but tell me something, Lobot was the whole reason you wanted to come back here? Just to rescue him. I needed to save Lobot. Yeah, I'm big, and I'm gonna pay him back one day, but that wasn't the whole reason. You see that green sky? That means that the Bana in this area is altered down to the molecule. Gonna take a lot of time and effort to process it back. It's useless to the Empire to leave Cloud City. Um and then Lando gets called a hero. They thank him a lot, and he's like, why are they thanking me? I'm just kind of looking out for myself. Leia, you think you'll be able to get back to the fleet on your own? Yep. Uh, but you're not coming back. I will, of course. I uh, know I need to help the Rebellion, and I will, but I've seen things recently. Visions of a woman, maybe a Jedi, calling to me. It's like the Force is sending me to her. If I can find her, I think she can answer the questions I've been dealing with since, since I fought Vader. Luke, with all what you've done, the Rebellion, you've earned the right to ask her anything. Go... Walk your path. We'll be waiting. May the force be with you. You find any planets in uh, your database that look like the one I described? R2, trinary star system, water world, red land masses. And he says, "Warp, warp." Luke says, "Great. Plug in the coordinates and power up the hyperdrive. Destiny's calling." To be continued. Next Star Wars issue is April twenty-second. It's May fifth. Now it's May fifth. And until they ship. I won't know what happens next, and neither will you. But this was a good, good comic. It had a lot to do. Luke doesn't find his lightsaber, realizes he doesn't need it, has a vision. Cool. Lando gets lobot out, no problem. Uh, Leia, in Carbonite, and then out of Carbonite, just like that. That's a really stupid arc. Whatever, it's fine. Um, But it does give her an opportunity to realize that people can survive Carbonite, which uh, links to Return of the Jedi, which is fine overall i give it a 8 out of 10 for coolness Uh, but back in the plastic you go my friend onto the shelf you sit forever for years and we'll see you on the other side with number five and hopefully vader series comes back and we get to ramp this back up again but i did want to transition into the junior novel Of the rise of Skywalker and I know that I read the adult novel and I know I've watched the movie but there's some interesting tidbits in this book and I just want to read some stuff for you obviously being the junior novel they have to simplify some things and, and have some stuff but I was actually surprised at the prologue here and I was surprised at some of the other stuff in here and I'm trying to mark down some things but I'll just kind of go over one of the things that has stuck with me Once there was a woman who was born to lead, orphaned as a child, was adopted by royalty and became a princess of a peaceful planet. She began a life of public service as an outspoken imperial senator, later becoming a commander of the Rebel Alliance, a politician in the New Republic, and then the head of the resistance in the fight against the First Order. When she was young, a rebel, she discovered the dark truth about her heritage. Her name was Leia, and by birth she was a Skywalker, but she never took that name for her own in the galaxy. She was always known as an Organa. Once there was an old man who wanted never to die. He came from the nobility of an affluent world and was elected to lead the Old Republic through its gravest crisis as its chancellor. His name was Palpatine, and he was often described as a thin, kindly gentleman who harbored no ambition other than to bring stability to a war-torn galaxy. But another ambition he did have, one so cunning and sinister that few realized until after he had turned the Republic into an empire and declared himself emperor. By this title alone, he became known... As his own name slipped into the recesses of the past, along with knowledge of the Republic's most stalwart guardians, the Jedi Knights, whose extermination he engineered with no one to oppose him, he held the entire galaxy under his command. Only mortality stood in the way of eternal rule, though even that might be overcome if he discovered the ancient secrets. It was at the height of his power, when all seemed secure, that the unforeseen happened. His own apprentice turned against him throwing him to his death and thereby helping topple his empire. Once there was a boy who was born with an extraordinary gift. He could hear things, see things, and do things others could not. His mother shared a similar gift, as did his uncle, but not his father. What was special about the boy's gift was that he heard voices from time to time. The voices told him secret things and warned him when he was in danger. He did as the voices instructed and told no one else about them not his parents or his uncle, who trained him to join a new order of Jedi Knights. As the boy grew older, the voices faded from his dreams until he forgot about them altogether. But their influence remained. He eventually spurned his uncle's teachings and used his gift not for good, but for evil. His parents had named him Ben, but the name he took for himself was Kylo Ren. Once there was a girl who had many dreams. One of them was to become a pilot and see the stars. In preparation, she practiced endlessly on flight simulators and built her own speeders from scavenged parts. She also dreamed of the past. She read, watched, and listened to everything she could about the Jedi of old, who had mythic powers that defied belief, but as much as she imagined herself flying starships and learned stories of mystical warriors from mysterious worlds, she could not explore the universe beyond the desert planet where she'd been orphaned. She had to wait until her parents returned. Her name was Rey, born of a family she did not know. One day, events beyond her control forced the girl to leave her desert home. She co-piloted a famous starship under a celebrated captain who told her that the Jedi and their powers were more than a myth. She also discovered that she had the gift to become one of their number if she received the proper training. When the last of the Jedi failed to teach her what she needed, she turned to another, a woman who had received the training but followed a different vocation. So under Leia Organa's tutelage, Rey learned the ways of the Jedi. It's a cool prologue, and if you weren't really up on the necessary details, you got the necessary details in a short two and a half pages. So I want to mention two things. I'm not going to read everything to you. Uh, When Rey is in the forest and she's training with the remote in the movie, we see one remote In this book, we get four, count them, four different remotes doing four different things, and obviously she defeats all three of them, and then the movie picks up with the last one. So the training course is not just that simple exercise. It actually has different things that happen in it. So I thought that was curious. And then the second thing I thought was very curious uh, is when Kylo Ren is descending on Exegol... And uh, he is sort of going into the chamber and it's dropping down. Here's what it says. Wren walked toward it, igniting his lightsaber. When he went under the citadel, the ground beneath him moved and he descended on a stone disc into an abyss. Statues had been chiseled into the rock walls around him. He recognized some of them from his studies. Losfit, Mindrin. Sisari, Felcor, Sado, or all lords of the dark side, all Sith. Their mouths did not move, but he heard their unintelligible whispers. What in the hell? This junior novel is mentioning Sith Lords of the past while the adult novel did not. What is going on? That's why I like reading all sorts of different mediums, because you get a different perspective. I think it's really cool that there's names to these Sith Lords. I think that adds onto the lore of, uh, you know, what the movie is trying to get across with the Sith Eternal, and I think that's nothing but good stuff. So uh, that's sort of my little introduction to the Rise of Skywalker's Jr. novel. I will be catching up with you next episode Uh, If I find any more nuggets of information, something that differs from the movie or differs from the adult novel, I look forward to bringing that analysis to you. Uh, But with that and with all things, some things have to come to an end. And this officially ends segment 18.1, and I hope you stick around uh, during the week and listen to segment 18.2, As Adam and I talk about the Clone Wars in its season finale and it's uh, got a lot of good stuff in it and I uh, appreciate you sticking with me during these times and that ends our hyperspace spot and reading the stars so just to recap our quick podcast we covered our hyperspace spot and we had three different news articles one was what would Galaxy's Edge could have been Tatooine instead of Batuu. Uh, We analyzed the cover of the Lego Star Wars Complete Skywalker Saga. And finally, we talked and discussed about Taika Waititi and his official uh, announcement of helming a Star Wars film with help from uh, Christy Wilson Cairns. And they're going to co-write a screenplay together. And I think it's going to be really great. But uh, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in and listening. And as they say, in a galaxy far, far away, may the Force be with you. Star Wars by MRC Tech, created by Sean, found on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, can be streamed from mrctechllc.com. Follow Sean and MRC Tech on all the socials. Search out MRC Tech and you will surely find them. Catch all the exciting Star Wars action in a podcast form. But don't forget, MRC Tech also streams content like games and Lego builds and is also a tech specialist. Reach out if you ever need help. Music provided by Incompetech, the Baltic House Orchestra, Pandemics, and ChillHop.com. Copyrighted 2020. Cheers, and may the force be with you.